Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Welcome to our podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Today we're going to discuss limiting beliefs. Do limiting beliefs hold you back? Have you ever heard the saying, if you think you can, you can? I'm a big believer of that, actually. If you think you can, you can. Let's first talk about what are limiting beliefs. Well, a limiting belief is something you believe to be true about yourself, about others or about the world that limits you in some way. These beliefs may hold you back from taking chances, keep you blind to opportunities in your path and prevent you from accepting gifts offered to you or simply keep you stuck focusing on the negative aspects of your circumstances. Not much fun. So why do we have these limiting beliefs? Ladies, do you want to explain a bit more? I think in terms of why we have them, they're stemmed from society, they're stemmed from education, they're stemmed from family members, it stemmed from your own experience. And the most important one really is perception. So we put a filter on all of the above and then we kind of make what we want from it. So in our brains, we are telling us one thing and it isn't necessarily true. And we do this from faulty logic because not everybody's logic is the same. And we have a lovely inner voice in a dialogue with ourselves that we all have. But some people's dialogue is tuned up and tuned in, should I say, and turned right up. They're that horrible inner critic, which I get a lot of people to name theirs because it really <laughs> helps them to see that Henry's come back in the room again. Henry, could you leave? And that, that voice basically does start to dictate to us what we can't do and what we mustn't do. It even, to some degree tells us what other people can do and what other people can't do. And um, that's interesting because we have no idea what's going on in their head, but already, all their experience, but already we're making judgments um, on other people too. So they can be something, you know, if it's very lighthearted, you can laugh at them. And sometimes it can be so deep rooted that you could be living with them and you don't even know that they're there. Yeah, so it can be things like, um, I'm not very smart or pretty or interesting or funny. My brother or sister is a successful one. Money is hard to come by and easy to lose. I'm not cut out for that job. Any of these kind of uh, beliefs ringing about? Absolutely. And I think, like, you know, we all have had to a certain point or at a certain time in our lives some sort of those thoughts coming through, like, uh, you know, I, for example, if I put a, a personal example, I come from the marketing background. Um, and at this particular moment in time, I was just in between jobs. Uh, and I was moving on from one where I was highly praised, promoted, to another one that on paper looked absolutely amazing, represented a challenge. And I was like, yes, I can do this. So I landed this job and I had, as I'm sure people would relate to, this boss that was far from being helpful. It was like, you know, quite the opposite. She was very diminishing um, to a point that I actually came to believe that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't cut for that job. And the paths and the things that I have done were actually kind of not me. It was like an out of my body experience. It just shows how other people can get in your head, doesn't it? Absolutely. But that kind of like, you know, resonated and it start, I, I made it mine. 
and a voice inside me was telling me, Lucia, you're not good for this. So what I did in this particular case to try and get out of that was actually voice it out and uh, speak to family, friends and some of the people to say, look, this is just not working and I'm just not good. And the other thing I did was look back to, you know, for facts and improve that proof otherwise. Because, you know, one day I had this moment where I was like, hang on a minute, it can't be that I've had this many years and all of a sudden I don't know what I'm doing, like, you know, what's happening to me. So I went back to those emails, conversations, appraisals and start reading through them and discover myself back in those. And I was like, hang on a minute, yes, this is true. I am this person. I've, did, I've done this, I did that, I put that together. So for me, it was quite a revelation to sort of go back to this evidence that proved me wrong, proved my inner critic wrong and got me back on track to, you know, my successful path. Yeah, the inner critic is a difficult one, isn't it? Because basically our biology that is there, our primitive brain is there to keep us safe. So it will tell us some of the negatives, which can stop us moving forward. So it's quite important to become emotionally resilient really get to know ourselves, get aware of our faults and how they're holding us back. And also I think a real, um, we talked about this earlier, Fleur, but, you know, self-limiting beliefs become your identity and you don't quite appreciate that that's actually what it is. So, for instance, let's just, I am an accountant. That's it. I'm an accountant. That's what I do. That's me. That's it. And actually, well, no, you don't have to just be that. You could be a hundred different things. You know, there, there is um, so many opportunities. You don't have to just define yourself by one area because that is what you've told yourself over and over and over. I think you have to help people, or we have to help ourselves decide what we want to become. So we reprogram that belief system that has been installed in us from all the different experiences we've had and from childhood and from culture and reprogram that identity if it's not serving us Absolutely. But you talk about reprogramming flair which i think is you know is probably one of the most important points so what would you say or how would you start reprogramming that because you know one thing is coming to accept realize that the story you're telling yourself is a limitation and it might not be true but the other you know that's one step one step forward is let's reprogram this so what would you say people can do to start changing that story well, a couple of things that i've seen work very powerfully is one is um guided mindfulness meditation just doing 10 minutes every morning and every night with a program that keeps going to your subconscious because that's it's deep deep in our consciousness these thoughts and reprograms us to know that we're confident we're resilient we can do anything we want to do that we can listen to our true essence we don't have to be what other people have told us we want to be so getting really quiet with ourselves and reprogramming at a deep cellular level i think is really important the other one is journaling anyone else use journaling journaling is a brilliant tool i suppose it's it's great for identifying things you don't know and on a conscious level that you're doing on a daily basis and it's also fantastic for evidence base in terms of what you might be grateful for in which case you're able to um when you think that you can't do something well actually you can see that you can um and actually if you're continually doing that on a day-to-day basis 
you know, you start to change your neural pathways, you know, fact, your mm-hmm. cognitive behaviors start to change. So, you know, the brain I, is malleable, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's malleable. It can be changed. There are, there is still people out there, um, even with all the evidence that is shown now through meditation and looking at MRI, how our, our pathways change. There's still a school of thought out there that actually we can't, we can't ever change. And we just have to concentrate on our strengths and forget about things that don't work for us. And I just think it's really important for people to know you can, if you want to, you can do anything. And, you know, that is really key because it's when we have these beliefs, for instance, and we kind of lose hope is when we lose our dreams. What I do is put on like motivational videos and in the mornings just to give you that kind of mindset that anything is possible. And it starts you off on that day of anything is possible, that positive thinking. Mm. So you can overcome anything when you're having those negative, wobbly, inner critic moments. I was brought up with a sister who was mentally disabled. So my, my belief system was that I could, do, I could do everything. How could I ever complain? She was disabled. She, could, she was limited. And I couldn't ever share my thoughts and feelings. That I couldn't do anything. And that became limiting because I needed as a child to be able to say that I, could, I was finding things difficult sometimes because that's how children make sense of the world. Mm. belief systems can be quite complex. Really complex and that is I think you're touching base there on something really key because whenever you mention limiting beliefs people think that it's just I can't do something I want it's always towards the negative but actually you've proved that limiting beliefs can be the other side of, of the pond as well isn't it like you know you think you can't do everything and you can't say anything negative because you've been told you can't do and you should be able to do everything yet whenever some challenges face you, you don't even speak up because you think you can't. So that is a limiting belief in itself. Mm-hmm. And Lucia, you said it earlier, you mentioned about, you know, you had to connect back with yourself in that time where, you know, you had that boss and you had to start looking at appraisals and connect back to you. And that's another really powerful tool for this. Even if you don't really quite understand that you might be being ruled by a limiting belief is looking at your value system. Because, you know, I've had people say, you know, um, I will never have money. And I mean, that's, that's a huge statement because that is going to turn your future into a reality. If you really believe that and you act that out on a daily basis, that's what you're going to get back. But here's the thing. If you sat down with someone and said, you know, write your values out and one of them might be finances and, you know, luxury and rich, they then realize that actually somewhere along the line, their true core value is that. But this self-limited belief is I won't have, it's fed from somewhere. And then comes the interesting part where you start to unpack where it could have come from. And then you may identify that you have, unfortunately, for the past 30 years, been living with a family member's hang-ups on money. It wasn't yours. Mm -hmm. And that is where the aha comes from and the, you know, thunderbolts, fireworks, whatever you want to call it, where people then realize they've got a choice. And it, it's at that point, it's, you know, where they take it is where the opportunity and the excitement lies. So I think that, that there are many tools that you can use for these, but I think the value one is, is really good to unpacking if you're doing it yourself to begin with, but always get someone to ask you powerful questions because that's always the key. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going back to that getting honest with yourself, isn't it? What do you really want? Who do you really want to become? Yeah, and is this helpful and is it true? You know, and if both of them, the answers are no, then you've got to ask what place has it got in your life? 
And are you going to allow non-truths and things that aren't serving you anymore to keep coming into your energy? And that, that's, you know, that's all it's about. And if you are, that's fine. That's your choice. But just remember, it's, it's a choice. Absolutely. And I think that's the key is knowing that it's a choice. I was recently listening to a podcast by Oprah Winfrey and her Tolly, And they were talking about that, uh, you know, at extent. And they, he named this like your, the voice that's inside your head. And he made a really good point to say when these voices start talking to you, instead of trying to block them, which we know is very difficult, listen to them, let them do their speech, and once they've finished, acknowledge it, take the learning and say, okay, I've listened to that speech, I'm making my learning from here, and I'm moving on. And I think, you know, that, that is very much connected with the values. Take that learning from your inner critic and then pair those two and say, okay, this is the story that is not true, this is what I believe in, and I'm moving on from here. And that's so powerful because the key to acknowledge something, just to acknowledge it, is already working at another level um, in your subconscious. And once you can define it for what it is and you kind of separate you from it, then all of a sudden you can see that it isn't you. You're not defined by it. You know, you're never defined by your, your thoughts. It's that, you know, sometimes they can possess you, but once you can separate everything starts to become a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have to realise as well, it won't happen overnight. If you've been programmed for 40 years to be a certain type of person and you've, you've lived that reality to keep you safe, keep you small, it is going to take time. So don't give up, everybody. Keep pushing through. Don't let those limiting beliefs hold you back. The message we all want to give you today is we all have limiting beliefs and if we're not aware they can hold us back but when we are aware and we can take time and effort to change them we can support who we want to be in the world so thanks again for joining us and we'll speak to you next time <laughs>